Hey everyone, just finished with the uh, Super Bowl and congrats. I'm sorry, San Francisco, but I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs only because I'm a Mets fan. And two weeks ago, when I was at the Mets fantasy camp, Pat Mahomes was there right after his son just made it to the Super Bowl. So because of the whole Mets tie, I was rooting for Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Although I can honestly say I don't think I watched one football game this entire season. <laughs> not, not one from beginning to end. Zero. That was the only football game I watched the entire season. So, uh, and I'm not going to get into halftime shows and all that. The, the stripper show and, and all that jazz. That's a strong word. It's very strippery. I know. Once the poll came out, I was like, oh, okay, all right. But then, like, after that, it got a little better, and I was like, all right, I like it. I like how she had the – I oh, my God, I love that one outfit she came out – J-Lo came out with, with, like, the flag, the Puerto Rican flag. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked that. I don't care about halftime shows anymore. They just – they – they're all the same. It's this, 50 million people I knew, dancing. I knew this one was They shake their ass. And... It was just a little slightly over-sexualized, which, which I was expecting. It's just kind of what's expected at this point, especially with J-Lo. Like, she's cool or whatever, but... Sex. They got to sell sex. Yeah. That's whatever. Now, how do you... Does that... It's very interesting because you, I'm talking with my daughter, Gabrielle, it's with you. Hello. A lot of times you will be like, oh, that's so, uh, does that bother you as a girl? Because this year you were a little more um, aware of, of certain, you'd be like, oh, that's so sexist. I would say something like, oh my God, it's so yeah, sexist. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate for like women and all that stuff. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but okay. No, I just find it interesting. I know. So let let me. T- okay, I am. I am. I know. Anyway, the whole J Lo thing. Like I, I don't know. I I didn't expect anything other than that. Like I knew the minute it start. I only watched like I don't even think I saw the beginning of it. But when I walked into the room where the like TV was playing. Like, the second I saw J-Lo come on stage and then just, like, rip her clothes off to, like, this, like, black leather leotard, I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else I was expecting. And, like, I don't know. The one thing that kind of bothered me is just the fact that they had to get, like, all up in her vagina. And and then they had whoever the guy was. I thought it was Pitbull, but it was not Pitbull. No, no, I think it was, um, I totally forgot his name. Whoever. I don't know. But anyway, he was just, like, grinding on her. And I was like, all right, all right. Like, there's children watching. Like, that's, like... And, like, I was So just, who do you think... So who do you think is, um... But that's also but that's, just, like, J-Lo. I don't know. But At the end of the day, like, I personally don't care. But, like, I do think, like... I don't also, care either. I don't know. I think it's just also, like, a cultural thing. Like, Spanish... Spanish dance. No. Even, even if it is a Spanish thing... It is. It is. It's a very, it's very sexual thing, but... It's just a cultural thing. It doesn't have to be, like... Just music in general is, like... You know, I was watching this old Johnny Cash thing. He used to... The Johnny Cash show. 
right? Okay. Yeah. And he would have all these musicians on them. Not one of them. And I don't know when when the times changed, but not one of them was selling anything sexual. They were just there for their art of singing. What time frame was this? Uh, uh, late 60s, early 70s. And you don't think sex was selling during those times? It's not what I said. That's kind of what you made it seem like, though. No, what I'm saying is, on this TV show, and it was mostly sold just to musicians. Yeah. I feel like our pop culture, which I can't stand pop culture, but that's just me. It no, just sells. You're just an old, old boy. Is it? Or it's just, I don't like selling, you're selling sex. That's all you do is sell sex. I guess. What else are you selling right there? Well, that, I don't know. What do you, what do you, at the end of the day, what are you really selling? How great she oh, dances? Well, like, well, it's, she's showing her twat. She's, it's, it's selling sex. Jeez, okay. It was a twat shot. What else was it? I know, but like, ew. Yeah, well. You want to hump your brains up. Ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Well, I always wondered, like, does that bother, like, if you're a, if you're a... I think it was a lot. I think it was, it was a, a lot, right? It was a bit much. But the second half, I really liked, because they played, like, all of the music that I grew up with, which was really fun, where it's like... Oh, I didn't know any of the songs. Oh, I knew all the songs. Like, I knew, like, the last three songs, and that's, that's when I was like, uh, oh, this is awesome. Cool. Once that came up, I was like, okay, I like this. All it's right. A, it's all right. But the first half, I was like, ugh. All right. Well, like I said, it's not a big deal. I really don't care. We went to someone's house. It was really cool, and uh, oh I'm glad Pat Mahomes won. San Francisco played a good game. I don't mean to insult any San Fran fans. I just I told you why I like Pat Mahomes, and uh, it's a whole Mets tie. <laughs> and the Chiefs never won, so good for them. Congrats, Kansas City. I was about to make such a good argument. About what? Okay, so you asked me how I feel as a woman seeing... J-Lo's performance and just kind of like any sort of pop culture performance when it when it's obviously showing an over-sexualized woman. And so what I was going to say is, well, what I was starting to say is like, I expect it. Like, it's just something that I, I like all women are kind I of get the, grown get, to see sure. and expect. You said from social media. Social media and just anywhere. Like, like. Not always. Isn't that a, isn't that more of today? If you're no, it's happened our whole. It's happened over time throughout history. Women are just always ex, like you're just expected to be sexualized. Sure, whether you like it or not. Correct, but I just find it interesting in in today's times where so many people get so bent out of shape and feel that um, certain genders are put out there to be. Uh, categorized and they're willing to go and fight and march and all this and here it is the biggest stage in the world and you're basically just selling sex i know but then (laughs) it's such a hypocrisy of it all it's not even like hypocrisy at that point because like again like i said like we expect it so much that now we're just but then why do people we're using it it. we're you we're not fighting it anymore is the thing is we're now using it for profit 
We You've always it, used it for profit. I know, because that's just like men that's just what happens. And men sell masculinity. Yeah. It's just how yeah. unfortunately how it works. And you were you were gonna say the same thing. Like if I start getting a following of any sort, yeah. there's a Which possi- is what I want to get into. I know. There's a possibility that some of my past in terms of that whatever is like comes up and you said if anything happens you should just own it and yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly what women are doing is like we get sexualized all the time so now we just own it and they're like okay she's a yeah but you're like i feel like you know what drives me nuts is generalizing things it's like i don't ever put myself and i'm not saying i'm, not, I'm just talking in general okay. like I don't ever put myself as go, you know, men as a society, we do this. I'm, a, I'm an individual. So I, I don't know, sit there and I go, we do this and we do that and we do this. It's I do this or I do that. I don't get into the whole we, we, we. That's, when, when did we start categorizing everything? Uh, since birth. Our brains naturally categorize things. That's a total human nature thing. We categorize things so it's easier for us to, like, just learn. It's how we learn. It's how we process things. Your brain categorizes objects and people and all different kinds of things to better process information. That's just a fact. <laughs> it really is. Like, it, it, like, you might be like, well, this is a person that I met. Like, I don't categorize it. But you do. No, of course. I, yeah, I get that. Like, know, oh, okay, so this I, one's I meek or whatever. Sure what you're saying that we don't categorize. We 100% categorize. No, I, anyway. <laughs> what I was getting to with you, what I brought up to you was, now you're, you're done with school. You're going to be coming on tour with me. I'm so excited. You are excited. Yeah, all I can think what do you, about... What do you think about them? Okay, literally all I've been thinking about for the past, like, two and a half months is just getting to tan on this Impractical Jokers cruise. <laughs> 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 all I want to... I just want to tan. That's all she wants, the Impractical Jokers cruise. She's so hopped up. She just wants to tan. I just want to literally bake in the sun. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> So your biggest disaster is it rains that whole cruise. Oh my god, stop. Don't even. Don't even joke. <laughs> I will cry. Oh no, it's raining. Um, I asked you the other day and last night I came in. I probably wasn't in the best conditions too, but... <laughs> Um, what about singing? Yeah. Yeah. You came in last night and you were like, Gabby, I just want to let you know. And this was like, where were, where were you? Oh, you were at. I was at a friend's house. Oh, We've yeah, never yeah. been their house and mm-hmm. it was a great time. Yeah. It was, I'll just leave it as that. Yeah. He had a really good time. I can <laughs> smell it. But anyway, <laughs> he came into my room last night. He's like, Gabby, he, you always get so, like, loving. You're always like, hi, I love you. Yeah. And I'm like, I love you, too. You came, you came in last night. Sorry, I'm getting off topic. Came okay. in, and you're like, Gab, I just, listen, I don't want you to feel any sort of pressure. If You have to let me know, like, if you feel any sort of pressure, like, you need to... Just let me know, okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and you're like, okay, 
Okay, I love you. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> well, you know it is. I, I <laughs> but like I know I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I was nervous about that. Well, it's like uh, at first, you know what it is. I watched this kid graduate, and I don't know if you guys saw this on Instagram, or whatever. But this kid, I sent it to you. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a valedict. I started watching, and then I. Yeah, he's a valedictorian. You didn't watch it? I got bored. I, I didn't watch it till the end. All right, basically, <laughs> basically what this kid does is he's given a speech to his school, and he really, really, really worked hard and was out there campaigning and all to be the valid. What is it called? Valedictorian. All right, he's the valedictorian. So he finally gets up there. Months and months and months and all the time and all the effort. And he gets up and he goes, I'm not, this is all I ever wanted. This is what I want to achieve. And I got it. I am valedictorian. And he goes, and for the first, for 15 seconds, the crowd, they mention my name and I, the crowd is going nuts. So, ah! And he goes, and then I, the 16th second came and I went, okay, now what? Yeah. He goes, all that time, all that yeah. energy, all those, all that uh, fear, all that pressure. I feel that way with college and all that. It's like you, I feel that way with so many things nowadays because of either social media, what we put in our head. I can't blame it on social media because I did it's the same thing in my yeah, head. No, it's just we like a build natural... things in our head that are going to be this moment of time or it's going to fix everything or this is the beginning that's going to change the rest of my life this is the big turn this is it never really it yeah no that's what i keep doing i just keep like i'll be like should i be nervous and then i'm like if i think about it this is literally just two minutes (laughs) yeah (laughs) like all this work i'm i'm just working up to two minutes i know but the two minutes can be a lifetime of memory yeah. I have a lot of those. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You sound amazing when you sing it. Gabrielle's been rehearsing. So those of you just, if you've never listened before, I'm playing the Paramount Long Island Huntington, February 21st. New York. Um, and there are listeners that are going to that show. Oh, boy. And a bunch of them have reached out and said they're nervous <laughs> and they're excited. That's so cute. Yeah. Aww. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to read one of those messages. That's I was going to start off the show with that. Okay. And that cool. person actually inspired me today. Do I know this person? Or is this just no. a random fan? It's a fan. Or friend? A uh, fan. Cool. Yeah. So. Is it a surprise? Or you're not going to like. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, I'm you're going to read it right now. Yeah, I'm not going to read this second. But I just. Oh. You know. Well, mom made me think the other day. She's like, are you ready if Gabrielle starts becoming something? Mom's great with worst case scenarios. Because you're always like, you go the positive route. And you're like, like, oh my God, think of all the amazing things that could happen. (laughs) And then mom is like, actually, have you thought about the worst case scenario? Yes. Let me be the worst case scenario, Bon. <laughs> and she does. You kind of need that, though. She, we do <laughs> need that. Kelsey's the one that like grounds me when I'm a little manic. <laughs> see that's see. I love that, but you're right. I don't see that view. So, Mom's like, 
Mom goes, are you ready if she starts becoming something and she can't say no to this type of person or these type situations or this because she clearly wants to be uh, accepted in a way, Jim? What if the wrong thing comes and she turns to you and she's like, I don't need your advice now. I'm being accepted by X, Y, and Z group. Because they will come for her. <laughs> Whoa. Like, and as much as mom shit. does that, I go, all right, that's a little intense. <laughs> but every time she does it, it's freaking true. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So just something to think about. Okay. And that's why I say don't put... Honestly, all I think about is, like, if I ever got to any sort of point like that, is, like, the one person I just want to meet is, like, Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I know you do. I love her so much. I know. Well, who knows? You might. Like, you anybody know. else, I'd be like, meh. Mm, I don't know. You seem pretty stoked about the impractical jokers. I'm just like, honestly, I see them as more of like, I'm going to be their best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you think? Yeah, like, I just want to goof around with them. <laughs> I'm like, please let me... D- like help with some of your pranks like i just want to prank <laughs> i just want to do stupid crap to people all the time <laughs> i'm like exci- i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty excited about that Chris. i think, I, think I want to do karaoke like i'm not like nervous about meeting them at all i, I think i'm karaoke. just gonna like i feel like i'm gonna have like a very kit like a um oh my god what is that called kindle spirit moment? yeah 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 like a kindle spirit moment like i i grew up with them in a past life i went to college <laughs> with them. i don't know well we're we'll we'll definitely I do we're definitely gonna podcast from there. It'd be nice to get one of them. I don't know if we will, but they're pretty. Uh... Cause like I th- I think about it and I watched Impractical Jokers. Like it's really good. Like growing up in the doctor's office. Like it's... I feel like I would always just see their show playing in a doctor's office or something. It's crazy. So they're like comforting. <laughs> so do you think like do you ever think? Oh, and for those of you who are going to go to the show at the Paramount, so the plot thickened a little bit. Um, so I called up the – my manager calls and he goes, uh, hey, should we should – we, he wants to prep the Paramount. And he goes, hey, uh, should we tell them anything that we need? And I went, well, uh, Gabrielle's going to sing. And he's like, Really? I go, just one song. She wants to sing the song, Vienna. Um, and, uh, you know, I was kind of thinking about getting, you know, if I get a guy from Billy Joel, it'd be really cool. And and he goes, why don't you call the guy, the guy from the Paramount? I was like, best friends with him. I'm like, really? Which one? He's like, Mike. He's like, he's friends with Michael. I went, what? So I end up calling from the Paramount. And he goes, yeah, I'll call him. Like, listen, listen, just don't. Don't give me his number. Give give him my number because I don't want to infringe on him. He immediately reached out. Aww. We had a conversation. And I told him, I said, listen, I, I don't, this is, uh, it's my daughter's singing. He's like, you want me to sing? He'd even, <laughs> he'd even hesitate. He just, yeah, sure. Hold on, let me see if I can get his, uh. Here we go. Da Guadici. Um, well, I wrote, Mike, I'm not going to bother you with what I was thinking. 
as a professional, it's completely below your standards, but thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it. If you're on Long Island February 21st, come out to the show, Safe Journeys. And he goes, wait a second, who told you I had any standards? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> as soon as he said that, like, I already love this Ew, guy. what a guilt trip, dad. <laughs> Is that a guilt trip? Can I guilt them into it? That's like low-key a guilt trip. What are you trip. talking about? No, I think that's... No, you know exactly what you're I talking think that's about. that's a great subliminal message. I'm not going to bother you, okay, with your standards. Well... <laughs> that's I'm, so cool, though. I'm trying to put myself in, in his situation. He's mm. like, you can ask me anything. Uh, would love to do something with you anyway. So that's what I was like. Oh. Okay, off topic. Yeah. Anyone named Mike is just a great person. I don't know any crappy mics. I don't know any Me shit either. like crappy mics. I don't Every either. mic I've ever met is just a good, genuine, beautiful human being. Yeah, I could say that too. Yeah. A lot of good mics out there. Okay, if your name's Mike, you rock. <laughs> so here's the thing about Mike. Hey, I'm Mike. He called up and I said, my daughter's singing Vienna. Just one song. Turns out he's performing that night on Long Island at a place called Mulcahy's. Doesn't have to be there till after 10. So he's come to the Paramount and he's going to do Vienna with Gabrielle. Okay, wait. I'm confused. Does he play for Billy Joel? Yes. Like like real time? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, no, he tours with them. Like, they're going on a stadium tour this year. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, like, you kept flip-flopping and being like, oh, he does He does a cover for them. He does. Like, if Billy's... Like, he he will do Billy Joel's songs. I forgot what the name of the band is. They're, um... Uh, whatever they are. But he... So when Billy Joel's not around, he'll play other places oh, with the rest God. of the whole band. It's almost like, um... I know you don't know him, but Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Okay. The E Street Band will go on tour without Bruce so they can make money on their own, not wait for him to tour, and they could do Springsteen's tour since they already do all his songs. Yeah. And one person will sing, like, you know, they'll cover them. Mike oh my God. does the singing. Oh my God, I thought he just does, like, covers for him. No, you thought he's just a cover guy? No, he's in Billy Joel's band. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Did you not know that? Does no, that add like extra no, pressure? No. D- and that's what I'm saying. Don't, I think it's cool. It is cool. I just feel like yeah, I don't deserve it. Do you feel like it. you're going to knock this out? I just still. feel like I don't deserve it, you know? Like, I feel like I just feel spoiled. <laughs> okay, but can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Sure. I promise you, I wouldn't put you in a predicament just because you're my daughter, if I didn't think you could knock that out. Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like it just... You feel like you were, listen. I feel like it's just being given to me. <laughs> um, okay. Let but me put, can, it, well, let me put it to this way. The moment the opportunity is given to you. Yeah. But this is the way I look at that too because people may grow... I thought about this too. Like people will go, oh, daddy's girl. Or, oh, must be nice. But here's how I look at it. I was given a million opportunities. My father didn't have any opportunities. He was born... He had to look for turtles to make soup. He had to go chase possums. He used to have to, in, in Dayton, Kentucky, in the 20s, 
And in the teens, as a little kid, well, 20s, late 20s, mm-hmm. I would listen to them talk. They'd have to go along the uh, railroad track, and his job as a five-year-old was to collect coal in a bucket. And if he didn't have enough coal when he come back to heat the house that they all lived in, his father would beat on him. Mm. Picture... So how do you beat up a five year old? Actually, different mm, times. I don't know. Babysitting, I could see it. <laughs> well, I, mean, <laughs> I know it's not. You can't do that, but like, no. understandable. Yeah. Now, maybe not for that though. <laughs> no. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, he then, you know, then he's in World War Two. He's fighting for his life for three years and for everyone else's life. But he didn't have anything. But growing up, he gave me the tools in life to give me. The, he he told me something I'll never forget the rest of my life. When I said I wanted to do this, Dad, he said, "You do it now, because I never had that opportunity, and I want you to have more than me. I didn't have anything. I want you to have more than what I have." Well, I've had everything. That's how I feel. Okay. I've had the greatest childhood. I've had everything I've done with you and the family and business-wise and the people I've met and the moments that I've had have been, I feel so blessed and thanked and so thankful that I feel that gives the opportunity for you and them. And I always have to look like you guys grew up in this. Yeah. Which I always have to wrap my head around. And because of that, you may have this opportunity, but it's up to you to seize the moment. Yeah. It's up to you to take that moment. Don't feel guilty for being put in a moment. Yeah. Because... And like, honestly, just hearing your stories with me growing up and hearing all the different things that you went through, like when I was, I, I don't know. I just, I have such vivid memories of you telling stories about your childhood and like how you became who you are today. And just hearing those stories, I was able to kind of like, I don't know, like that. just hearing what you've gone through has like humbled me mm. in like, a way that I'm kind of blind to the way that I was actually raised. Like, I almost lived through you just by hearing your stories. Mm. But, yeah. So, yeah, I don't see it as you should feel guilty. I see it as you're blessed enough to have this moment. Yeah. And do you believe in karma? Or oh, do you believe in... God, yes. Okay. I really, I, on it, it's like, I don't know if it's there, but like, I really freaking hope people get what they deserve. Oh my God. <laughs> They're just. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what I was going to, okay. Like for instance. Like mom, mom is, okay. Mom always does this thing where she's like, nobody deserves anything good or bad. And she's really, she's really intense about it. But I'm like, uh-uh. No, you do, if you're a good person and you do like if you like go about your life and doing intentionally good things, 
you're eventually gonna find yourself like in a good place. Okay, but that's not so much deserved. I get, I, do you understand what she says? She says, I know where she's coming from. She comes from the point of, if you do something, you shouldn't feel deserved that you are owed something in return. You should just know that's nature and it's going to happen, but you shouldn't feel, because when you feel deserved of it, you are setting yourself well, up for resentment. Okay. Does, do, you, do you not understand yeah, that? Yeah, no, I get that. But, like, it's not, it's like not if like you do, that. It, well, That's not, like, what I'm really talking about. I if I help an old lady cross the street, I now should not feel that, well, now I'm deserved of people going, that was so nice of you, or here's your medal, or... Or someone tweeting out, I just saw Jim Brewer helping an old person See, cross like the when street. I, I did it because I wanted to. Yeah. And it made me feel good. Well, thank you. What a handsome young man. Okay. And, and help that person. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree with that. What that's, I, what that's I see, what she means. I, I think. see karma as like you're gonna get what you deserve. Yes. Based on your actions, yeah. like maybe not immediately, but like hundred percent later on. It's going to kick you in the butt. Like, yeah. I am so... I really believe if you're, like, just a shitty human being, I think you deserve to have a shitty life. <laughs> like, <laughs> especially if you have no intention of changing yourself for the better. Okay. <laughs> like, um, if you just go out of your way to be a total douchebag, like... Okay, I get... Okay. You deserve okay. to have a shitty okay. life. Okay, I get, I get two great examples of that. Two great so examples that, that happened tonight. <laughs> yes, that happened tonight. Okay. I, you know what? It didn't happen tonight. It happened a different night. Um, I had an issue with two individuals in the past that I've never met. So I, they had an issue with you? No. You had an issue with two people that you've... Never Correct. I'm gonna met. I'm gonna explain what happened. Okay. So I went over a person's house, and at this person's house, I wanted people to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So I gathered a as, few up, as you usually do, and I say, "Let's do this. Wouldn't that be fun?" And they were everyone was all in, mm-hmm. but there was one that was. extremely irritating (laughs) and going out of their way to get under my skin relentlessly and it was it wasn't funny anymore it was obnoxious and it was really aggressive okay to the point where it was starting to get awkward (laughs) and it was starting to piss me off yeah and then another person then another moment happened where someone kind of did something to me in front of everyone. Was us at the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. same Yes. Yes. Function. Yes. <laughs> same okay. Yes. Same in- Correct. Same environment. Way. Same Same environment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And so this person uh challenged me with, pretty much with the other person. No, the other person was barking, and this person now made it physical and crossed <laughs> barriers and was doing something to me, and I had to 
something inappropriate. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a, um, all right, here's, here's what happened. We're, we're, we're doing this thing, all right? And you know, all right, when we're playing in the yard. dancing around this one. Here, I'll give you an example. When, we're, when, when you were kids and we were playing in the backyard, you know how like I'll fake throw the ball at you? Yeah. We'll fit, and then we pretend we're having a brawl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was sort of the same situation. Okay. Um, but they weren't kidding, and it was so awkward. Like, what the a heck? ball was whipped at my head. Okay. <laughs> but they weren't kidding. What the hell? So it was so awkward. Then I try to lighten up the mood. This is an adult. Yeah, I try to lighten the mood. And pretend charge the mound, and the person grabbed my leg and wouldn't let me go. So I'm hopping like a jackass. Oh. Ew! What the hell? And I'm like, whoa, Sorry. whoa, whoa, whoa! What, what, what? And then I got out of it. And those two, the, the, the karma with these two, just. Every time I saw one person, not so much the big talker, he was just, he was just annoying at the time. Okay. But the other person, well, I just found out both people are in bad situations right now. It's tax fraud, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. They're in bad situations. Situations that change your life. Maybe that's why they're acting like that. But that's what I'm saying. They're bad. With their bad that they keep putting out, it it caught up to them. Yeah. It it always catches up to you. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So what I was gonna say to all this, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have the opportunity. How you get the opportunity? The opportunity at the end of the day, and you're gonna get a lot of opportunities. Mulata. Mulata. <laughs> you're gonna get a mulata. I didn't say mulatto, did yes, I? Yes, you did. I said you're going to get a lot of... <laughs> you're going to get mulatto? Opportunities. You're going to get a mulatto... I think you were trying to say more and a lot of... Probably. <laughs> it's what you do at that moment Oh, I'm afterwards. And... Wait, wait, before you even said it too. Freaking own it, man. Well, no, no, I know that. And, and oh, I was going to say the... Uh, Sorry. If... <laughs> killed your train of thought <laughs> it really is what you do it's what you like, do you remember when, I, when you first came up here I'm like listen this is why I do it now do you remember what I said um, sort of kinda no I said things like don't take advantage of me oh yeah and like I do things now to inspire people oh yeah I mean like yeah it's and that's why once in a while I'll ask you too like, it's why all you about do- the intention Intention. Your whole thing has been in it, the theme of the week in the Brewer household has been intention. <laughs> I keep, true. I just keep hearing that word like repeated. Yeah. So that's the theme of the week. <laughs> if you go into any situation with good intentions, then that's what you'll get. Always. If you're going in with a weird, and I do this all the time, where my intentions are not particularly up to par and it <laughs> bites me in the ass every time and no matter how but much but you're I, young that's why i know and it's with like stupid stuff like yeah. with i don't know like boys or something but if i'm like being kind of a dick and mm. i'm like oh I'll just play it off like this like nope they they caught me i'm now a dick 
<laughs> like, I'm the asshole because I did this with the intention of being an asshole. At least you notice it. And then there's only certain, there's only, it happens so many times we go, all right, this thing really does work. I know. This energy I is it. real. It's right. not going to stop me. No. I'm excited when you come on the road, though. I'm, I think. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. I just can't wait to, like, be your guys' little, like, dude, can you, can you just get me, like, I can't wait to take coffee rounds. I don't know why. I just have this little fantasy in my head of <laughs> everybody being like, yo, brewer, get me this mocha. I don't want, listen, I need, like, four shots in this. That's so funny. And I'm just like, okay. That's so funny. We're well- I just can't wait to be the little intern that everybody just kind of, like, like, I don't know. I want to be like, I don't know how to say this without sounding weird. I want to be like hazed in the little family, the little traveling family. You will be. I'm not sure how, but you will be. <laughs> uh, I got a bunch of dates too that you don't know about. I'm just going to tell you. Who, me? No, I'm going to tell uh, the listen- our listeners. The- yes. Okay. Here, I'm going to tell you what's on the way. Okay. Now, I'm fighting... It looks like Colorado. Yes. I want to do a tour of just Colorado, and we're looking at July. Now, coming up in April, I don't believe these tickets are on sale yet, but they will be soon. Fort Wayne, Indiana, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Belvedere, Illinois, Louisville, Kentucky, Joliet, Illinois, Nashville, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, Columbia, Missouri, Uh, Oklahoma City, Wichita, Kansas, Inman, Kansas. Never even heard of Inman. (laughs) Beverly, Mass, Hudson Valley, New York. I love that venue. It's the Paramount. East East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Um, Plymouth, New Hampshire. Ridgefield, Connecticut, one of my favorite places to play in the whole country. Hanover, Pennsylvania, Baltimore, Maryland. You're gonna like that venue. Uh, Atlantic City and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with a few dates still on the way. So if you didn't hear any, have no fear. Also, I handed in my script. Now you read. I I loved. I I like it, but I got great notes on how to make it better. So I got to work this week on putting the notes in from the producers and uh i'm hoping by may i'm out there selling this thing i never thought i'd be doing that yeah i'm gonna make you act who me yeah yay I've, d- I've you'd I've, be really I've good i've dabbled in some acting yeah i think you'd be good i've dabbled yeah i was the star of my third grade play of where is my mother <laughs> i remember that I I peaked in third grade. <laughs> I remember that. Were I you was dressed so as a good. duck or something. I don't know what I was, but I would. I had to go. I remember. I just remember the whole crowd like cracking up. We were dying. Oh my god! Everyone was dying because yeah. I was. Just, yeah. Oh my god! Oh, it was really funny. I'm a star. <laughs> you know what? I I remember doing plays. And one of the reasons why... Oh, my God. You have one of the funniest... One of your... Fu- Which one? Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, that's the right one. But you have one of the funniest stories of you doing a play in college where, like, the, everybody... 
the, like, I don't know, whoever the director was, was like, all right, like, Jim, like, we know how fantastic you are, but we're going to put blah, blah, blah as the lead because we feel bad because you keep taking all the leads. That pissed <laughs> me but off. Then, but then beyond, what you were doing. <laughs> and then I'd be turned a juvenile. I know what you're going to say. Oh, my God. This so is bad. This just, is really bad. Nassau Community <laughs> College. Oh, my God. It was so funny. This is literally one of my favorite stories. Which he, one? The one where you're, like, under the table. and. Oh. <laughs> Grabbing their leg. Yeah, you're like fucking with their legs under the table. Yeah. So like they <laughs> Wait a minute. So yeah. So I went to go I, I, I was ready to be a star and I went to NASA Community College and I took theater and I when I went to go audition for my first role, they were like, oh, you'll never get, you're never going to beat so-and-so, uh, Bobby Mayer, or this one or that one. Well, I end up getting every freaking lead role, right? <laughs> so then the point came, oh, well, we can't, you know, you're getting all the lead roles. You can't, we need you behind the scenes. Well, that pissed <laughs> me off. So I'm taking <laughs> acting. I don't, I, don't, I don't plan on being backstage building the set. I don't plan on working in the props department. I want to act. So um, they, it, was, it was Grease. Oh, my God. That makes it so much better. And during one of the dance <laughs> scenes, like, the, you're the one that I want. You are the... Ooh, ooh. They would come by the... All the extras would come by the beach and, and uh, by um, uh, a punch bowl, <laughs> right, towards the back of the set. Well, me and my friend Joe were hiding underneath the table. <laughs> and when people had to do their lines, we'd squeeze their calves. So, you know, <laughs> the girl playing Sandy's like, Danny, I don't... Thank you, shit, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, Sandy, I think, ow! Because we pinched them. We pinched their hair and all that. And then, oh and then Freddy Krueger was huge then. <laughs> so that was another thing. The girls would sing, um, uh, give me more, give me more. Uh-huh. Whatever, that's, whatever yeah. that scene is, they're yeah, singing yeah. from their bed. <laughs> and me and him would stay on the stage mooning them. <laughs> We're asses, and we had a big Freddy Krueger poster. So we would, we would, we we'd put our ass under the so it looked like Freddy Krueger was looking oh, scary at him. And then another one was <laughs> one of the guys. He got so angry because he would. He thought he was like this uh, amazing actor, so he he would. He was just cocky. <clears throat> well, he would pretend he's the character all week. Like, oh, God, please. Didn't you say that Will Ferrell used to do that? Yes. <laughs> yes, Will would. I'll, I'll get into that. So this guy. That's another story. No, 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 but it's a good one. <laughs> so this guy. This oh, guy, that is a good story. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> so this guy, he would, he had to answer the phone, right? <laughs> so we're waiting for his scene to come, and we took sparkles, and we put it around the edge. How does he not notice? He has no clue. 
He just has to, he's arguing with a woman to phone me. He's like, excuse me. And he picks up the phone. He goes right to his ear. So the best part is when he's done, now the actress has a hard time keeping a straight face because she's talking to him. He's got sparkles all over his ear and his hair. Oh and he God. has no clue what's going on. And he, and she can't keep a straight and face. And this is during like. Oh, like a very serious play. No, it was during like a performance. Yeah. When people. <laughs> audience so the people in the audience are starting to laugh oh my god it's great you should put like Where black paint wait there's another one where he had to eat eggs oh god so we were cooking we had to cook the eggs <laughs> so we put tons of hot sauce in there so we wait we wait till we take a bite and then we immediately start cracking up oh my god i was a this dick sounds like a movie i was a dick no that's so the funny. bad karma like, came back to me no, that's not even like a dick. That's just some wholesome, good, oh god, it was so funny, hilarious pranks. And then he came off stage he's like, "Who did that? Who did that?" And then everyone backstage go, "Who do you think? Who do you think, <laughs> do you think did, it? did that? It was me." Yes, Will Ferrell, when he was on when we were on Senate Live. <laughs> I forgot about this story. He. One time I saw him sitting under the writer's room table, just sitting under there. And he was like pretending to be grabbing things like in the air, like almost like he was tripping, but he wasn't tripping. (laughs) Tripping on life. So one of the writers was Pam, this girl Pam, and she, we're, we're just sitting there. Like, Will, what you, you're right. He just, you know, he wouldn't answer you. <laughs> and then he'd also dress up as a character. And they were all Ron Burgundy. And he'd wear a vest and a hat and almost look like a hunter. <laughs> and he would not address you as Will. You had to address him as the character. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty funny. That's so funny. That's some, like, commitment right there. He was, he was really funny. <laughs> He still is. He is so funny. You're watching a video hidden this week. Oh yeah, I don't know when it was from. It looked like the it TikTok was... one. Yeah, I found it on TikTok. Actually, no, I think I might have saw it on Twitter. But um, it was like he was having like um like an interrogation, but it was with like a three year old. Yeah, it was like a and they two got three. They got the three year old to say all these like curses and <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. You're like she's like I'm getting off on this. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. He's like, what are you going to do to me? She's like, hello? And then she like answers the phone. She's like, hi, is this hell? I've got someone coming for you. (laughs) And she's like, three-year-old. She's so funny. He's like, no, no, don't do that. (laughs) I don't know. It was like, it was so funny. It was funny. I got my money. You need to relax. Yeah, relax. Uh-uh. I got my money, bitch. Hey, don't call me bitch. I'm a grown man. Um, Does he have any kids? Like, is he married? He's definitely married. He's been with the same girl forever. He was with her during the Saturday Night Live days. Oh. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, he'd bring... I um, feel like I never really see... He's cool, because like, I never see anything about him. He keeps his private life yeah. in check. Good for him. Yeah. Um. Oh, so let me read this. And this was... I love this message I got today. Wait, it, wait, but wasn't there what? another story? You had another story with him where you and... Tracy and Colin. Yes. Colin. Oh, my God. Haven't I told this on here? I don't know. 
If you haven't heard it, ask for it. (laughs) But that was the whole... I think I told it. Where basically he... (laughs) He... (laughs) He came off the elevator and he was in a very flamboyant painter's look like a painter, like a artist painter. And he came up to me, Colin Quinn and Tracy Morgan. And he basically said, you three need to, you know, like change your lifestyles through paint. And he had business card, he'd hand us the business card, and like, when you're ready to change your life. And, yeah. And then he'd flip his scarf and he'd walk flamboyantly away oh and Colin God. Quinn was like you know that's some LA nonsense right there he really thinks we're thugs <laughs> and so Colin was like so let's let's us do characters tonight and then we'll we'll attack him and we'll rob him and beat him and we'll, and we'll drag him through the hallways and oh we'll we'll be thugs and we'll see who breaks character first <laughs> So I eventually lured him. The best is like, I go to lure him out of his office. And I go, hey, we really want to change our lives, Ron. I think it was another Ron Burgundy. And he goes, he gets up and he's like, I sense juvenile behavior. <laughs> but I will, let, I will let Will know this is going on. And so when he came in our room, Colin Quinn tackled him and oh my God. knocked him on the couch and started like taking his pants off. I said, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, are you in? Are you out? <laughs> so he's full-blown character. So I'm pretending. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like, someone came up to me after a show once and, and they were clearly something traumatizing happened to them. And they were like, I don't appreciate that story. I'm like, but do you understand it's full-blown sketch behind the scenes? Because that that scene is never funny. Uh-huh. And I went, okay, I, I understand. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you were personally offended by my story. <laughs> I know. So, but, so I don't, I, I some, so we basically, uh, Just a, we a, were three thugs. I can doing I can, wrong by I can him. see how that would offend someone. Yes. I personally can't imagine being so self Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Right. <laughs> right. I don't I don't know. I don't know what went on, so I don't. It's not so anyway, that's why I, I don't I used to tell it on stage, I don't tell it on stage anymore. Mm-hmm. So so what happened? Did he break his character? No, he never broke character. The funniest <laughs> line was when I was fake beating him. Fake spitting on him <laughs> while we were doing terrible things to him. Oh my god! Uh, he goes, "Good God, for the love of pastel green, <laughs> why is this happening to Ron?" At <laughs> <laughs> the end of the night, we threw him in a dumpster and sent him down on the on the uh, elevator. Oh my god! He like never the trash chute? Yes, the oh trash chute. Not the trash chute. Oh. The, the trash elevator, the, uh, like the elevator that only workers use. <laughs> and the whole cast was involved by the third, fourth time we dragged him out of his room to do this. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Yeah, we, tried, we pulled his pants off. and we, Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> oh, my God. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel like I want to punch you. 
All right, so let me read this to you. This really... Oh, that's cool. Did you take that? Yeah, I did. Oh, fancy. All right, All right so here we go. Um, I'll leave this person private, but you know who you are. Her name is Amy. <laughs> I have lost track Not of all the times I wanted to write to you and all the things I wanted to say. But here's what I do remember. I'm so glad you came to rainy San Luis Obispo. That was a, I love, that was a great fun gig. Um, no bathroom for you. Yeah, we went to this gig and it had no bathroom. You had to go outside to a porta potty and it was pouring rain oh that night. Oh my God. Yeah, it was really weird. Wait, there wasn't a bathroom no. like, in the venue either? No, no, like the only venue, the only one was for the audience. So what? you'd have to go into the audience, through the audience, and to the lobby to piss. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, so there's no backstage pisser. All right. It, it didn't deter me from my emotions that night. It was, it was fine with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Low maintenance. No bathroom. That sucks. We were so lucky to see you. It was our 24th anniversary gift to ourselves, and it was a blast. When we met you after the show, you mentioned how it was like going to therapy, and yes, it was. Only way more fun because sometimes you leave therapy with swollen red eyes and nose and a Kleenex. I am so glad Opie, uh, this is an old radio guy I used to go on, she's referring to, encouraged you to fire up the podcast again. And I'm so happy your daughter, you, is joining you. Our kids are 17 and 18. Our 18-year-old graduated from high school as living at home, working on music, and we find ourselves constantly trying to figure out our roles of parenting as an adult. Do you push? Do you nudge? Do you suggest? How do you encourage the music when it's not earning any money yet, but you don't want to kill the dream? Sometimes it feels like we're parenting by movies, like we don't want to raise Ma the meatloaf. Um, I know who he's talking about. He's, she's, she's referring to uh, the meatloaf guy. He's more respectful than that still. Oh, that guy. Yeah. You have such a calm take on the whole thing, and I want to be like that. I don't want to be secretly comparing my kid to everyone else's and constantly beating myself up over parenting choice I made or we made. It's absolutely insane that I can't apply what I know as a teacher to my own kids. But hearing you relate to your daughter reminds me of our relationship with our son. It's open. Maybe it's too off. Maybe it's too much open sometimes. But I don't want that to change. I learn a lot from you and your perspective. I'm reminded not to be in a not all the time. Thank you for making me laugh and being real. All the best. What I liked about this... It makes me realize there's a lot of people like you out there. I heard so the guy next to me that we were at the party tonight, he's like, my daughter just left school. <laughs> he goes, actually, I had to pull her out of school. Oh. Because she was having too much fun. <laughs> so now she can have fun with her money, but I'm not paying for her to have that much fun. Yeah. And wow. Well, that's what ends up happening, like, a lot of the time. Like, a bunch of kids go, and they're just like... Yay, school. But then also, yay, we can drink on weekdays. 
<laughs> and there's right. no consequences. Right. Other than throwing up in the toilet. Ugh. And then they're just like, well, the thing is, like, I, like, kids my age that are going to school and stuff, like, we really think we're invincible. Like, we really think we can't die. Because, like, we see it so much. Like, we do the same thing over and over and over every single week that we're like, oh, this is it's clearly not affecting us. And then, like, lo and behold, like, I just had a friend that just got admitted to rehab because she couldn't handle it. Mm. And, like, she was just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Mm. You just said you don't think it's going to help. I really don't think it is. I mean, like, that's, like, I don't want to go too in-depth about. No, but this all goes back to the same thing. No matter how (laughs) successful you become. Well, the thing is, like, in college, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the time, everything that you've suppressed in your high school years or even before that, like, it will come out during college. College will literally, like, strip you down and just expose everything that you are trying to hide because, like, that's just how it works. And I can honestly say... And then you pair that with, like, drinking and smoking and everything else. Right. It's just a mess. And I could tell you... It's like the freaking Hunger Games. You know your kid. And sometimes you have a gut feeling. I knew... Every time something was going on with Gabrielle, and I would send her a little text. I would just go, how's Gabby? And she would go completely ghost. Whenever she was ghost, when Gabby's in turmoil, she's silent. She's completely silent. Silent but deadly. Yes, and I, and I would <laughs> sit there, and I'm telling you. Just like a like freaking Yoda and the Force. I can feel fart. it. I would get a bad feeling. I go, oh man, this kid, she's in the middle of some stuff right now. She's not going to tell me everything. And I would hear it in your voice. Like, I just need a break. When you hear your kid say, I just really miss home. Or I really need a break. Or I don't know if I can do it. Get your ass there. Stay on the phone. Do whatever. That is their quiet, little, um, prideful way of saying, I need help, I don't want to ask for it. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, there's a lot of pressure, especially in college, to be, like, independent. Yeah. And you're like... You really put that pressure. I I would hear that a lot from you in arguments. Like, I'm this now, so I would hear hear from you, I want to be independent, I want to be independent, so that's... You didn't well, say that, of, but I know, understood but part, it. Part of that issue was like, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to like. It's okay. Bash mom or anything, but mom is a habit of holding things against me. Yeah, she's getting better, but you're she, right. No, she's been great, but like growing up, she was very adamant about. Like I just never felt independent when I was with her. Like I always felt. Like, I know that I would was, come out a lot. Yeah. You would definitely make that vocal. Yeah. Like, she... I don't know. She, I just felt very... She, like... I just felt very out of the loop socially because of... Because I just kept hearing... No, well, I forgot what I was going to no, say. No, you, you, you were talking about um, held things against you. Or yeah, like, she would hold things above and me. And that, that's, and, like, yeah, she'd be like... 
just because you're in college doesn't mean you're an adult. Like, she would make me feel like, <laughs> all right, well, then what am I? Like, should I act like a teenager? Because I'm clearly not a teenager anymore. I know. Like, Age-wise, yes. But, like, like my you maturity is? is not that of, like, my age group. Like, I, I can't. Right. I would. And, so that's, that's why I would get pissed off. Because then when I'm like, actually, I'm not like that. Now I sound like I'm immature. I know. Well, what was funny is. It's so annoying. That's really funny. I would tell her, I go, hun, I know that. But when you say it. I know, and that's it why it causes more. Like, if you, if you know it, let's try to figure out how to. I know, but I can't win if you no, think about you. that. In no, this I'm talking about both sides, not you. I'm just saying. Are you talking about like mom Just the situation. Like, yeah, I would tell her, like, hey, I know, but if you think about say. it, like, <laughs> I. You the can't fact, help it, though. It's emotions. I know, but like, she, she has to, like, make fact that I'm not an adult and, like, I don't have. Like, I don't pay for all of my things and, like, this and that. So, technically, like, I still run your life. And I'm like, gee, like, like, I don't know. Just, like, I'm Yeah, but don't you feel like she hasn't done that in a while? No, I know she hasn't, but, like, I'm still... I'm just a little pissed about it. Just venting. Okay. No, it's Um, a good vent. Yeah. No, it's good to hear that. Yeah, but then when I would vocalize it, it would just make me sound like a whiny little teenager. (laughs) So I can't win! (sighs) I can't talk to you like an adult, but I can't talk to you like it's a teenager. Really like, what do you what do you expect from me? <laughs> it's funny. Eh, I guess it's all part of it. You were there. You remember that when yeah. they were like, "Listen, like, don't you can't talk like this because you're not this age." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what? I want to. Oh my god! If I was your age, I'd punch you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She has anger issues. She had them, not anymore, but she did have some anger. Well, we know mom does, but you definitely do. Did. I, I say did. You're did. tremendously oh God, changing. I'm, I'm literally so chill. You are. I am super chill all the time. Okay, here's where you can help out with certain shows on the way. Here we go. Now, I start off in Richmond, Virginia. Well, technically the Paramount. The Paramount, ooh, is almost sold out. There's not, it's 85% sold out with three weeks to go. Richmond, Virginia, you're looking good. You're, you're going to sell out too. You're, uh, you're on a good path. But here's where, let's see. Actually, whoa, all the numbers went, went in capacity. Oh, here we go. Who, what venue is this? Here's the two-week venues. Ready? Bogarts in Cincinnati and the Orange Peel in Asheville, North Carolina. What's up, Asheville? What do you, I mean, and Cincinnati. What, what's, what's the problem? What's the problem, Cincy? Step up. Step up. Help the brew man out. Now, yes, we're a month out. The show's not until March 3rd and March 4th, but... You are the only cities, the only cities that are way below the selling line than, than where we should be at. And it'd be really nice if it would step up. So 
Hopefully that will. Besides that, I wish you all the best and I hope to see you all soon. And um, thanks for everything. And I honestly mean that and I always tell you that, but I really mean it. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Keep the messages coming.